Hey there, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know, I'm doing a little experiment this eclipse season. It's called Moon Day Meditation and Cosmic Conversation. Every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, we meet for a little meditation, a little talk about the stars. We do some journaling. It's really lovely. We had such a good time this week. There's two more. I would love for you to join us. Go to the show notes and sign up. If you're on my newsletter, if you're on my email, you will get a link there as well. And let's get into the show. Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher. And each week, I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and we are on the heels of the lunar eclipse. So I was so grateful that I was able to watch it, and this was the longest lunar eclipse, total eclipse, that we have experienced since the 80s. So this was really exciting, and on our balcony, we had the perfect view of it, So at about 1045 on Sunday night here in New York City, I went out onto the balcony with my robe on and I watched the eclipse until pretty much almost midnight. And then I decided to call it a night because the total eclipse, when the moon gets that red coppery color, it was going to be like that for about an hour or more and then start to move again. So what was really cool about it was that this was an eclipse that majority of the world's population was actually able to witness. So I know that this was a pretty intense eclipse for me. And from what I'm hearing from other people, it was pretty intense for them as well. So this was a south node lunar eclipse, which basically means that the full moon occurred And the moon in Scorpio was very close to the south node. And Scorpio in general is a sign that has to do with death and rebirth, transformation, allowing things to go to make space for what's new. And this whole period of time that we're in with the north node in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio, we're working with this dichotomy. And so the south node in Scorpio, it's like the compost bin where you're putting all of your past emotional trauma, pain, heartache, and giving it time, processing it, healing it, so that it becomes the fertilizer for the Taurus part of your chart where you're growing something new. And this is an intense period of eclipses because where they are occurring, Scorpio, South Node, nothing easy about that. So For many of us, we are releasing something that we're very attached to. We're releasing something that we have some control issues or some power issues around because both Taurus and Scorpio have a lot to do with feeling a sense of control, feeling a sense of power, feeling a sense of attachment to material possessions. So if you are a person who is particularly attached to your things, maybe you're feeling called to do some purging. And if you're a person that has some places in your life where you really like to control things, you might have some circumstances that are encouraging you to release some of that micromanaging. So 
that is just an overview, but each of us has our own experience of this. Eclipses encourage us to listen to the messages, pay attention to what's coming up because there will always be a little bit of destiny involved with the eclipses. There's always going to be something beyond our control, something beyond our understanding. There's something mystical, magical, and divine about eclipses. So while I always say you dictate your fate, and you do, there is a little bit of magic when it comes to eclipses, something that we don't quite understand that makes things go. And so this is a time of intense, profound change. Be really gentle with yourself this week. Go really slow. Surrender your expectations and be with what is. That is my best advice for you this week. Surrender your expectations and be with what is. Eclipses often change our course. So how you think something is going to go often changes after you go through a series of eclipses. We're with these Scorpio Taurus nodes through July 2023. Scorpio in particular is a sign that can be a little secretive. It can drip out the information. So you might be unpacking what this eclipse means for you over the next few months, maybe even the next six months until we get to the next eclipse. So if it's not all clear right now, that's okay. Because remember, we also have Mercury retrograde. So we are in the process of collecting the data. Mercury retrograde is always a time of collecting the intel, collecting the data, figuring out what you need to know, what you don't know, where the holes are, where the gaps are in your information. So We don't have all the information yet. Be patient. Keep your senses open. So it's not just your eyes. It's not just your ears. Keep your senses open. Notice if you get any physical sensations. That could be a clue. Notice if you hear a song on the radio when you're driving and it reminds you of something. That could be a clue. Pay attention. Keep yourself open and curious to what is coming in to your field of consciousness. So the eclipse hangover is real. I am feeling exhausted, emotionally spent. It is going to be exacerbated this week because we have Mars conjunct Neptune on Wednesday. So Mars is the planet that wants to make us go. It's the motivating force. Neptune is our connection to spirit and the subconscious. So This compounds that eclipse hangover feel. The moon is also in Sagittarius on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So with the moon in Sagittarius, which is a sign that encourages us to be philosophical, to think about things from an existential perspective, you might be in the ethers on Wednesday or Tuesday as well. You might be interested in taking action based on belief, not facts. Be careful. Don't enter an argument with anyone who is a zealot of any kind. People are going to take their beliefs very seriously. Obviously, we see this playing out in the world right now. We saw what happened in Buffalo last weekend. We had a horrible hate crime occur. And 
There were other mass shootings this weekend, not just Buffalo. And this Mars-Neptune conjunction can bring up aggression that comes from a place of confusion. So you want to be really careful with who you interact with and how you interact with them. And if there's someone in your life that triggers you, you know, Wednesday is a day to avoid them. This is a recipe for bringing the confusion, the aggression, and the amplified emotions from the eclipse all together into making something that's pretty ugly. So Mars transits often can be felt before the transit actually occurs in the anticipation of it. So I'm not surprised that that happened. Of course, it's so terrible. And obviously, there's so much that needs to happen on the legislative level. And there's, you know, so much irony we could get into in terms of people wanting more guns, but also wanting to outlaw a woman's right to choose. And if we're going to be pro-life, let's be pro-life with the people who are actually already living here on the planet. I think that this is an incredibly challenging time to be living in. And I just keep reminding myself that we are in the Pluto return and we all chose to reincarnate at this moment. So we all have a purpose in being here. We all have a really important role. And I know that it's really exhausting at this moment, but we all have to take action to create the world, the society, the country that we want to be living in. So if you are not already taking action, working with the organizations that align with your values, I encourage you to go out and do that. I personally give to organizations, but also as the midterms come, I will be phone banking and canvassing and all of that stuff. And I encourage you to do it as well because we need to make sure that we have a hand in creating the future. So going back to the astrology, sorry for the political rant that I just digressed into, but you want to focus your energy on something creative with the Mars-Neptune conjunction. It can lead us to be a little bit impulsive or reckless. So I really want you to focus your energy on something productive and healthy. And this is one of those transits where it can be a really low vibration or a really high vibration. You might feel like if you sit down to write or you meditate or you're an artist or you put on some great music, you might just feel really inspired and go with the flow of creativity. So it could be really beautiful for you, depending on how you use it. And remember, you dictate your fate, you activate the planetary transits. So activate it in a way that is productive and delightful. On Thursday, the sun is going to try and Pluto. So this will help bring us out of that murky fog that we've been in with the eclipse, with the Mars-Neptune. Sun trying Pluto on Thursday, it brings us back to a place of pragmatism where we feel we, like we can create a strategy, where we feel like our energy is grounded. This will be a day where you're really going to feel comforted by feeling your feet on the earth. It might also illuminate 
some of the places in your life where you have resources that you didn't realize you had resources. So sometimes we're so interested in seeing a situation from a certain perspective that we're missing some of the advantages that we have. Mercury retrograde always helps us see something from a new perspective. So open yourself up to seeing something from a new perspective, thanks to Mercury. And you might notice that you've got some resources at your fingertips that you didn't know were there. Pluto rules the gems, the things that are deep within the earth that have value. So whenever we're working with Pluto, it's illuminating something that may have been hidden to us before. Now, on Thursday, we'll also have Mercury sextiling Jupiter. Mercury is still in Gemini at this point, although retrograde. And Jupiter is, of course, newly in Aries. So this is an opportunity for some brilliant ideas because Gemini and Aries, when they get together, they love to brainstorm. So you might have some really great conversations. It's a great day to connect with the people that share your wavelength that you feel like you can just like talk, talk, talk with and have great idea brainstorming and have great conversations and see something from all perspectives. So the beauty of Gemini is that it's the twins. It sees both perspectives. So when we engage that high vibration of Gemini, we get to see the situation from all the perspectives, not just our own perspective. This is also great preparation for the sun moving into Gemini, which will also happen this week. Have you ever thought I would love to set my new moon intentions with Veronica? If so, I have the perfect thing for you. Every month in Online Yoga Club, I teach a new moon and a full moon restorative ritual. You get to join me not only for restorative yoga and meditation practice, but also you get to set your intentions with me. We do some journaling work. It is a wonderful bringing together of all of the things that are part of my own spiritual practice. I'd love to have you join us. You can go to veronicapretty.com slash yoga and learn more about online yoga club. On Friday, the sun moves into Gemini at 9.23 p.m. Eastern time. And the first few weeks of Gemini season will have Mercury back in Taurus, which is coming. And Venus is also going to enter Taurus. And Mars is soon going to enter Aries. Now, all of that's coming in the next week, two weeks. So we're not there yet. But the first few weeks of Gemini season, I think we're going to start to kick this feeling of uncertainty and confusion and perhaps be able to start initiating again and manifesting again, especially after June 3rd, once Mercury goes direct and once we get out of eclipse season, which is coming, I promise. So Gemini season looks like it's actually going to have a lot of grounding energy to it and a lot of initiating energy to it, even though Gemini has the reputation of being a little bit scattered. The sun will be in Gemini, but we'll actually have quite a few planets in Taurus. So Gemini rules the lungs and the hands, which is why many Geminis are great musicians. They can sing and play at the same time and also writers. And it's a curious 
sign. It is a sign of social interaction, of talking to people, of getting to know people, of being in your local community. It rules your neighbors and your siblings. So this is a great time to get back out into your community, talking to the people that are around you, reconnecting with friends. All of those things are going to be really inspiring during the sun in Gemini season. Now on Saturday, Mercury makes its way to the midpoint of the retrograde. That means that the sun and Mercury join up. This is what we call Mercury Kazemi. Mercury enters the heart of the sun and it's literally purified. It's burned up. And so this is an exciting day because on Saturday, you might experience a moment of clarity. It's like that moment after the storm when the clouds part and all of a sudden it's blue skies and the sun is shining. That's what Saturday might feel like for you. So the beginning of Mercury retrograde and the end of it, when we experience the stations, that's when Mercury is messiest. This middle point, this midpoint, when we experience Mercury conjunct the sun or what we call Mercury Kazemi, this is a moment of clarity, of seeing something in a way that you've never seen it before. So this is a real bright point in the week. The sun will newly be in Gemini and Mercury will be preparing to leave Gemini backwards and go back into Taurus. So you may feel a sense of the puzzle pieces finally coming together. Then on Sunday, Mercury will back into Taurus. And at the same time, Mars is going to be sextiling Pluto. And this is another transit that's going to really be fortifying. You're going to feel like you feel your resilience. You can dig in and feel that you've got some life force in there left. You might be feeling really spent at the beginning of the week, but I think that you'll be feeling energized again by the end of the week. Mars sextile Pluto is always a strategic, powerful connection. This means that Mars your muscles, your ability to react is working with Pluto, which is strategic and focused and looking at all the angles. So this is helpful. Mars is helping you put a plan of action to honor the desires that you have deep down because we've had Jupiter recently, sextile Pluto. Before that, we had Venus. Before that, we had Mercury. And before that, we had the sun. So way back on March 18th, when the sun sextile Pluto, we were working on thinking about what was our next challenge? What was our next um, adventure? What was the risk that we were getting ourselves ready to take? Because remember, we talked about this heroine's journey or this hero's journey that we were all preparing to go on at the beginning of Aries season at the spring equinox. And then when we had the new moon in Aries, this is going back into late March, early April. And now these planets have been working with Pluto to help you dig down deep, find that resilience within you and make it happen. Find that courage. Now Mars, which is the planet of reacting and action and the warrior He's in Pisces, which is also a sign that has a lot to do with our subconscious and what we truly want. And he's working with Pluto. So I think this is going to be 
the latter part of this week a really good time to identify what the plan is to move forward so that you can actually make your deepest desires happen. You might not have all the information yet, but you're going to get the information. Be patient. The main takeaway from this week is go slow. Keep your senses open. Surrender your expectations and be with what is. It will certainly lead you to where you need to go. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Have a great week. If you have not yet joined me for Moonday Meditations and Cosmic Conversations, then please come on Monday. It's our last one for now, but we're having so much fun. I think we're going to keep it going. I'll put the link in the show notes and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.